Welcome to the Weight Loss for Women podcast, a place where we share everything you need to know about restoring your metabolism so you can eat more, train less, and lose weight in a healthy and sustainable way. I'm Kitty Bloomfield, co-founder of New Strength and Saturated, creator of Prometabolic Food Supplements and Seriously Saturated Skincare. And today I'm joined by my co-founder and co-host uh, of New Strength, Craig McDonald. Welcome back, Craig. Another week. Hello. Yes. Not wearing wow. his uh his machine head shirt today. <laughs> no, I'm wearing the bulls hat. Wearing the bulls hat, yeah. It was a bit, Loves uh, the NBA, don't you? Well, yeah, I do, and it's mm. sad at the moment because I've still mm. got to wait a few more months before it starts. Yeah, it's no good. But anyway, we didn't get on here to talk about the NBA today. We wanted to talk about um, do an NBA, but no, we won't. <laughs> we wanted to talk about. You know, because I get a lot of questions from women asking me, Kitty, am I going to have to really track my food strictly forever? And like, how do you, what happens when you get to like a place where you're happy with your body composition or your body weight? And what does that look like? Mm -hmm. So we thought we'd talk about that on a pod podcast. Um, you know, because I think if, if, you know, if women come into a program and they have body fat to lose, then there are periods of time and you have to be precise because you have to eat in a calorie deficit. Um, and in order to know if you're in a calorie deficit, you need to obviously track your food and be precise because if you don't be precise, then you are no longer in the calorie deficit and you're not losing the body fat. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, once you get to the point where you've reached your desired body composition, so let's say you're either at maintenance or you're muscle building. So, you know, some clients will get down, won't they, to a certain leanness or body fat level and decide then that they really want to build more muscle. Um, some women will get to their goal weight body composition and go, look, I'm happy here. So a good example of that is Leanne, who was in our program right at the beginning. So she's in the program for 12 months. Then she's been out of it for about three years. She's in her fifties now. She joined when she was 48 um, and she had great body composition change. And now she actually only trains two days a week full body. So she just maintains where she's at. Cause she said, look, Kitty, I'm not, I don't want to build any more muscle. I'm really happy with my body, how it is Ooh, two days a week. Great. suits me. Yep. Mm. And she's like, I don't track my food anymore, but occasionally I'll go back to tracking. Um, but 12 months of tracking really taught me how to eat. So she, even though she doesn't track, she still eats intentionally, I think is probably the right word for it because she's tracked for so long. Um, you know, so she's someone who just trains two days a week, walks every day. You know, she probably said I eat between two to two, two to two and a half thousand calories a day, depending on the day. Um, you know, so I guess once you get to, let's, let's talk about less. So let's say you get to maintenance. So you, you're at maintenance calories. So maintenance calories is a range, right? So it's not like, you know, um, you have to eat the same calories every single day. It, it can fluctuate. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yep. You agree with yep. that? Yeah. Um, so like maybe even I guess we can talk about what I do now. So like we did a fat loss phase, so I got rid of the body fat and now I'm trying to build muscle, but I don't like to be ultra strict. <laughs> um, I do still eat That's really damn sure. Yeah. Do, I still eat consistently, That's, but yeah. how I you approach it, around what that yeah, means. Yeah. which is, which is working for me, mm -hmm. um, is so during the week I track, so I am pretty diligent. I plan everything yeah. out. So, because I'm training as well. So I, you know, like, um, I have high calories on, and again, this is, I'm not saying that this is the, the approach that everyone should take. I'm just saying this is what's working for me and how I like to do it currently. Um, so uh, I have high, the highest days, calorie days on my legs days. 
And then I'll have slightly less on my training days and then slightly less on my non-training days. And that just seems to work for me. And currently all my lifts are still continuing to go up. Mm-hmm. So until that day I stop making progress, that's when I'll probably start to maybe dial in the food and get a bit more strict with it, increase, increase calories. I'm trying to just maintain this, like hold my body fat where it is. Um, so during the week I track, like I plan the night before and I hit the calories, hit the, hit the macro targets. But then on the weekends, I don't track. I don't track my food, but I don't eat like an asshole either. I still eat, you know, like, cause we have had a lot of social events on too. So I, you know, like we went out for breakfast, dinners, lunches. So I just make good choices and, you know, I know what to choose so that I eat the right amount of protein, um, you know, eat enough protein. I know, you know, like not to eat really super high fatty foods all the time. Cause that's just going to mean I'm going to be eating a shit ton of calories. And I've been doing that now for about, I don't know how many weeks, be 12 weeks plus now, probably yeah, be 12 weeks. Yeah. Probably makes sense. Yep. And my weight is so, is very gradually crept up to around 67 and a half, which is perfect. But I'm, I, I mean, visually I look lean, like still look the same. We haven't done any skin folds to confirm it. Um, but my weight is sort of sitting at around 67 and a half now, which is, which is, Great. And so like me eating on out on the weekends, obviously I'm staying within that maintenance calories. Like I'm probably body recomping now, I'd say, wouldn't you? Like, cause I, I think you can, cause I haven't trained like this hard for a long time. Like it's yeah. been when I put, put the focus into it too. Um, you know, so like that really works for me, but when I get to the point where I'm like, okay, I'm not making any more progress in my lifts and you know, I'm like maybe needing a bit more food, then I'll have to get a bit more specific with it. But how it's working now is it's, it's, it's working, you know? So I think like when you get to the point you're at, you're at maintenance or muscle building, it's a, it can be a range. Yes. You want to talk more about that, Craig? Yeah, absolutely. So, so, so fat loss, right. We know for you to lose fat, you need to be in a calorie deficit. Right. And and the best way to achieve a calorie deficit is just to be eating a bit less. Yes, you can achieve a calorie deficit by, you know, increasing your steps and and, and improving on your training volume, but it doesn't have the impact of what calories do, right? It, how much you eat is always going to have the biggest impact. So when you're in a fat loss phase, you just have very little wiggle room because it's really easy. And as Kitty was saying, you can eat in a range. And sometimes that range for Kitty might be an extra three or 400 calories over on average on a, on a per week basis. Yeah. And even like on a Sunday, like sometimes like we'd been out in the weekend and maybe cause we'd eaten just three big meals in a stack. I get to Sunday. I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm real hungry. I'm really hungry. Yeah. And so like, I'll eat, like get a big sourdough pizza and I'll eat more cheese and, but my weight still stays the same week still to week cause same. it's averaging out. Yeah, exactly. There's still a calorie equation in there somewhere. And if nothing's really changing, that just means that whatever you're doing, even though you're not tracking whatever you're doing, it just means that you're, you're staying within that maintenance range. Mm. Um, and if your weight starts to go up, that means you're just obviously falling into more of a surplus. And if your weight goes down, you, you're falling into a, a deficit. It, it is that simple at the end of the day. Um, but when you are trying to actively lose fat, because because as we know with fat loss, fat loss can happen on a weekly basis. We can see that like visually, we can see that with your girth measurements. We can see that with your average body weight on the scale. We've got enough metrics to, there to demonstrate that a calorie deficit is happening. Similarly, muscle gain uh you know happens but it doesn't happen on a weekly basis it happens more like on a you more like a monthly you, you measure you know muscle gain in in months and years and fat loss can be done in weeks so 
when you're in a, a muscle gain phase, you need to be at least maintenance, you know, depending on your training level, if you're a novice or intermediate lifter, and if you're a bit more advanced, you're going to need to be in a surplus to be a little bit more aggressive with your food to really put on that extra tissue that, 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 that kind of comes with that. But as long as you're, you're kind of hitting your protein needs, you, you can kind of fluctuate your, your carbs and fats up a little bit more and whatever. And you, if you kind of gain a little bit more, a little bit less, it's very easy to kind of manipulate that. But with fat loss, and generally there's the psychological element. It's like, I want to be seeing fat lost every week, which is fine. But at the end of the day, it just means you need to be quite rigid because it's very, very easy to disrupt a calorie deficit you know and and that's when you know you have to then during those periods and i'm the same you know when i was doing my fat loss phase you know the end of last year early into this year kitty when she was doing her mini cuts like at that point you have to dial in and we're really really rigid like i i eat almost the same quantities the exact same foods just about every day i had a couple of times where i'd eat out but i would generally under eat i would just moderate a little bit more and i would i would kind of um you know, even though I look at the menu and go, oh, it's a you know, 300 gram steak or whatever, I'd put it down as a 400 gram steak. And that way, when I'd enter that food in at the start of the day, those calories were already equated and then I would just build the rest of my day around it. So I would always overshoot it to allow for any potential, you know, extra oil that it's cooked in or different things like that just to kind of help me. But that, that's what I did to maintain that deficit during that time. At the moment, I can give two shits right now because i'm all about muscle gain at the moment so i've still got my food that i track but if we end up going out i end up eating a little bit more i still just put it in but i'm not really too worried about it because i just know that it's all just going to even out in the wash anyway um and i've got a, a set parameter of body fat percentage that i want to gain over the next kind of three months so if i see things just starting to creep up a little bit too quickly i can just kind of pull it back in but it, it's very, very easy when you're in a muscle gain phase because you're just eating more food. You generally feel good. You're not food focused. You can kind of let your hair down and go out and have a, a few more meals. As long as you're hitting your protein target, everything's going to work. Fat loss, everything's got to be dialed in. Mm. <laughs> dialed in and it's got to be you're pretty rigid for the most part to really maximize. Because here's the thing. You don't want to prolong a fat loss phase, right? Because it sucks, right? It sucks. Mm. So if you kind of go into it, it's like, oh, I still want to have a bit of flexibility and I still want to go out. I'm like, you you are just shooting yourself in the foot. You'll get to the point where you're like, oh, this is just taking too long. And it's like, well, it's only taking long because you're making decisions that have consequences on the outcome that you ultimately want. So mm -hmm. if you can't just dial it in and just go, look, I'm doing this for X amount of time. I'm going to be really rigid with that. And I'm just going to, you know, do, do things like say no to going to, events or something or go and just make sure you don't eat or take your food with you eat it in the car before you walk in like there's just these little strategies that you just have to implement and i know sometimes for people that's always hard to hear they're like well that's not very sustainable i should be able to go to this but, event, but you're not meant to be in a calorie deficit all the time it's no, not meant to be sustainable it's only it's short periods of time absolutely yeah. but it's just like when you're in it be all in so you can actually get the result that you want get to it and then get out of it like it's no no one needs to be there. It's it's a means to an end, mm. right? But ultimately, and this is kind of what I, I try to get a, a, to a lot of my clients is it's like the, the foods that you were eating beforehand that we're, we're doing all the good job, stick to those same foods and just we're just going to reduce the quantities of what you're eating and keep it really, really rigid between that time because we've got um, uh, an understanding of how those foods are working for you in terms of your digestion and what you enjoy and the structure that you've built to, to create that consistency. If you just maintain and just take a reductionist mindset with the quantities of those foods that you're already eating, 
the fat loss phase becomes pretty easy. And then interestingly enough, a lot of the ones that come out of that and they go into the reverse, all they do is just increase a lot of the foods that they have already. And if they're eating four meals a day and they get to the point where they're like, oh my God, that the four meals a day are getting so huge because I'm eating so much food. I'm like, okay, we just add another meal at that point. Mm. Right. And if they push it up and they're like, oh, it's fine. And then we add a six meal, you know, like it's just, it doesn't like the whole structure and everything they eat has to drastically change. It should mm. be, you should, the, the ultimate goal for anyone should be to create a nutrition framework around the certain foods that are going to get, you know, like including the liver and oysters or do the supplements or those things, you know, doing the carrot salad, doing those few staple things, getting in some dairy of some sort, get, having those staples in your diet. And then the other foods that you kind of put around it and how you structure it and what you eat at one meal, that's the very individualistic thing. That's what makes it unique to you. So when you can actually get dialed in with that point, it actually be- it doesn't become about restriction or rigidity at all because the foods that you're eating are working so well for you and they make you feel so good. Your digestion's good. Your energy's good. Your mood's good. All of these things are good. And you're ticking all the boxes in terms of micronutrients then then you should you shouldn't have this need to just go oh, i just want to put my hair down and you know i just i don't want to be so rigid and just track all this sort of stuff it's like even when i don't track there's still the similar sort of foods that i end up just eating anyway so that's that's how ultimately how we can you know still maintain a really good body composition year round and when we have to diet we don't have to really diet for all that long because of what we're doing all of the time just reflects the same thing, whether it's in a fat loss phase or in a muscle gain phase, you'll see the same nutrition framework for me or for Kitty or for you know, any other, other clients that have this really, really dialed in. You'll just see the same sort of thing. It's all different. What I, how I structure my food is quite different to how Kitty structures her food. There's some similar cro- crossovers, but we generally have the same sort of stuff. But ultimately, in day, if you were to look at our food logs over the last 12 months or whatever, you're going to see the same um, patterns, basically. Mm. Yeah, and I, I think too, it's like when you've tracked for a long period of time, you just know, you just know by looking at food, you know what you need. You know, like we went out for breakfast, mm. had two poached eggs on a slice of sourdough, and I had two coffees to get a bit more protein in because I didn't have the collagen, I didn't have the cheese, and we had some juice. Um, yeah, and then we go out for lunch, and I think I had like we had oysters, and I had the duck breast, and it had like this potato, I don't know, potato puree or something, potato thing with it, and then I think we went out for dinner. <laughs> Um, but you know, like it's like, and you just also too, when you, I think a lot of, I notice this a lot of clients is when they're out of that severely restrict they, they you don't want to binge anymore. You just go out and you eat and you stop when you fall, because it's not like you, like before you, you think, oh my God, this is, I'm, I'm going out. I've got to have this epic binge, you know, cause you're actually eating enough on a day to day basis. Once you get to maintenance that, you know, and you can eat a variety of foods and you know, I eat all the foods I like eat ice cream every day tonight. I'm having tacos, you know? So it's not like I get to the weekend and think. You know, you see it's the weekend and be like, oh my God, I'm craving this. Or I'm craving that. Now I just think, oh, what are we going to have for dinner? You know, it's not like I'm like, oh my God, I'm craving pizza. Or I'm craving this. Yeah. And yeah. with our clients too, when they go on holidays, I noticed that they all, like a lady posted today and she said, I went on holidays. I didn't track my food. I just ate mindfully. I came back at the same weight. I was the same, you know, because you have, it's not like it's this free for all binge fest because you've been eating 1200 calories and cutting sugar and carbs. It's just you eat and you might have some, you know, a bit more richer or fattier meals occasionally that you might not normally eat at home, but you're not having that at every single meal, you know? Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think it just, 
But once you put the work in initially, it's very freeing. And it's very freeing know that you know, knowing that if you want to lose some body fat, you just got to dial it in for like four, five, six weeks, whatever, you know, once you get to your maintenance, it's not that hard. Yeah. Um, and it's pretty relatively easy and you know that it will work and you don't have to do anything crazy drastic, you know? Um, and yeah, you just, and I mean, still Leanne, the lady that I talked about in the pod that did the podcast with me, you know, she's like, I'm in my fifties now. And she's like, I'm so I get on to go to the beach in bikini. I'm so happy with my body. I feel the best I ever have, yeah, you know, like great. I've got all this, the tracking right. tools and if I need to fall back on it, I can, but I still prep my, I still plan and prep food every week and, yeah. you know, similar behaviors, similar yeah. habits. She's still just not, she's tracking precisely anymore. Yeah. And mm. I think that's a really important um, takeaway that a lot of people would see that. Like if they heard her talking, they're like, oh, she just kind of does this it's and whatever. does this and she looks yeah. amazing. And it's just like, no, 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 no. It appears to be that way because the way she does it now is so effortless because she spent the time mm. in that 12 months within the program of going, okay, I need to learn how to prep my food. I need to learn how to build a structure that's best going to work for me. And that mm. can require a lot of trial and error. Like I look at, how I was doing my food years ago to pet compared to what I'm doing now. And even how I was doing it kind of this time last year to better what I do. And you're like, you're always learning things. Yeah. And you know, look, I'm, I'm, I'm a dude. I'm a pretty simplistic when it comes to food <laughs> stuff. You know, I don't use any recipes. Like I just like having this, this goes with this, you know, like my rice goes with my rinse and my fish <laughs> goes with my potato. And I, you know, it's pretty, pretty straightforward. But, but you it, don't have to be like that. Like I have, have to be I've like been that. having just... these amazing, like um, red curry beef cheeks with mashed potato and fruit for lunch, which are yum. It's so easy to cook, yeah. you know, like you can make it a little bit more yeah. fancy. You don't have to be yeah, absolutely. So plain I mean, by Craig. Yeah, no, no, no. Like, I, I totally get that. Like, I mean, people ask me, oh, what's up? I'm like, look, I'm not probably the best person to ask no. because I keep it fairly simple. But, but uh, you know, at the end of the day, like, I'm doing what works for me. And as I've just learned things over time, I'm like, oh, this, you know, my casing custard thing, which I, <laughs> I love, or I discover rice oh, pudding yeah. and, and the place down the road sells these 350 gram tubs of rice pudding. And I'm like, I could fit that in and then I don't even have to prep or anything. I just pull this thing out of the tub, rip the lid off it and I eat it. Like it's just all these little things that just make up this nutrition framework that work for me, you know, and, and mm -hmm. the end was the same. It was just like trial and error over enough time. You've just got to have that patience to do it. And then eventually you just go, Oh, once I've worked this out, it's so effortless. I just do this and then I do this. And I barely have to think about it anymore. And you know, because she spent the time building up her strength in the gym as well, she can she can get away with only training minimalistically at this point because if she's maintaining certain lifts, you know, then you only need to maintain them. You don't when you need to try and gain more, you need to do more work, you need to do more mm -hmm. volume, whatever. But the maintenance, and this has built, you know, been demonstrated quite a lot in the literature. It's like when they've done experiments on you know what requires you to gain muscle and what requires you to maintain it it's usually about a third of the it's volume pretty crazy eh? so if you just put the work in and get to the point where you're happy and you're strong yeah. like it's not like i mean people probably look at me and think oh fuck but i just like continual progression so it's like yeah, yeah. you know i just get excited i want more muscle i want to be stronger yeah. but you don't have to do this you can train less you can get there yeah, and then to maintain less. it it's easy yeah, yeah. yeah. And i've got some clients who still train more because they just like to train more and yeah. that's totally fine but the, the cool thing is, it's just like, if you put the work in now and just learn how to do this stuff and just go like, like any, any new skill of yeah. like wanting to learn to play guitar, right. It's going to suck, right. It sucks. Yeah. It's like, I just want to play my favorite song. And it's just like, well, <laughs> you're going to have to learn to play your favorite fucking song. So just 
put the time in half an hour every day. You know, that's how I did it. And you, you learn it and you're better and you get better and your dexterity gets better and all this sort of stuff. And mm. then eventually you learn to play your favorite song and you don't even need to think about it. You just pick it up mm. and you play. And this mm. is exactly the same. So if you put the time into learning the skill of working out your nutritional framework and how you work that into, you know, your food tracker and how you do your training, the days you do your training and your execution of the movements, all these sort of things. If you put the time in for, you know, like a solid 12 months, that's generally the average of what we see where most people have the biggest transformations. Then all of a sudden, everything after that is just, if you've done it right, it's just a walk in the park. And it, it's, it's just how you will end up doing things for your rest of the life. Because to me, I, and, I, and I honestly mean this, I actually couldn't think of another way of how you would do it. Like when I listen to other people, you know, from, you know, when they do the carnival diet or they do these diets or they, they do these different protocols of diet, you know, and I fast for this time and I do this and whatever. It just seems weird to me because I'm just like, it just seems like you're compromising on something for an outcome that's that's ultimately not going to be as good as what you're ultimately envisaging anyway. And it just seems a lot harder, but, but it's only because of most of those are tactics that have been implemented or hacks, whatever you want to call them. Mm. They're just like, oh, if I just do this, it's going to get me this. And it's just like, if you just learned to do it properly, which isn't that hard, you would mm. find that your ability to hit your protein targets and spread your meals out and manage your blood sugar levels and recover from your training and sleep well and hit all your micronutrients because of the understanding you have around foods, all of that shit becomes so easy mm. that everybody else is just a little bit weird. Yeah. And, 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 and that's, that's really what it is. You know, like I hear people, they do all this stuff and I'm like, you just don't need to do that. No. Just like, you know, I just need to cut out sugar for a while. It, hey, Craig. Cut out carbs for a while because that's how I lose weight. And I'm like, but you don't, I'm on 500 grams of carbs a day. Like I, I barely break. 10% body fat at any particular time. Like, oh, that's just you. You're just lucky. You know how you do. I'm like, it's fucking, that's the most insulting thing anyone could ever. <laughs> I, I was once in your shoes. I had to learn all this shit too. All right. Yeah. It just meant a lot more to me to learn it because I wanted to be that guy that could walk around, eat lots of food, lift big fucking wakes and look really, really good all the time mm. and feel really good and sleep well and do all this stuff. I'm like, why wouldn't you want to have that? Totally. For fuck's yeah. sake. Come on. And it's, it's, it isn't that hard. Like, I mean, obviously oh. there is lots of nuances and, you know, caveats. There's not. Craig, no as Craig, because we always, we always talk about it. And I, he's like, because I obviously don't have the knowledge that Craig has around, like the depth of knowledge. And, um, and we always joke about it. I was like, oh, fuck, just eat the food, lift the bloody weights, sleep, walk. It's not that fucking hard, be consistent, but it's not like, you know, and he's like, well, that's why you get good results. Cause you just focus on the basics and you do them well. You know, like I think we just, and I'm not saying that, that, but there definitely are nuances. There are, but focus on the basics first. And once you now them, then you can start to like get, get into the what, details. What I would say in, in, in defense to that, yeah. the amount of nuances become a hell of a lot less mm. when you track your food, prep your food and eat your food, get some sleep at night, lift some big weights, recover and get some steps every day, get some sunlight. If you do all of those things, all of these little nuances that other people might say are big deals become quite fucking insignificant. Mm. And that is purely based off my own experience, own anecdotal experience of working with so many people over so many times when they just can get over the, oh, but 
I was reading this thing and it said this and whatever. And I'm like, does that have anything to do with you tracking your food, prepping your food, eating your food, lifting to get, get stronger, getting some sleep at night, sunlight every day, getting some steps? No, it doesn't. Okay, cool. So let's just do those first, do them well, and let's see if this thing that you're talking about is still an issue afterwards. Yeah. Right. Yeah, but the just, only way you can address those things if uh, is only if those things are being done well. Do you know, like supplements. Everyone's like, I've got to take this supplement. I'm like, you don't need this. I've got clients. I'm like, why are you taking this supplement? I don't know. And look, we please such such we, we we take we have a lot of supplements actually. Like we take quite a few supplements, but we do all the basics. Like yes, you know. Yes, so it's like yeah, don't. Absolutely. We're not saying don't take supplements. We think they're I'm great. Not saying we, that, we that's not what I'm saying. Company. But I'm. I'm saying you can't tell what a supplement is doing unless you do the basics first. Do, unless yeah. you do the, the the basics first, then it becomes yeah. pretty obvious what you need to supplement with at mm. at that point. So, mm. yeah, I know I get a little bit ranty about oh, that. He does. As you know, I'm just I, I only say that stuff because I I deeply care about this, and I and I don't want you know people to ever you know because the, look the, the fundamentals aren't sexy. They aren't, True. you know, when I tell quick. these people, I'm like, this is just what you need to do. You know, yes. often it's a bit of a like, oh, really? It's like, yeah, it's interesting. You're not getting the result that you want. And I'm telling you the things that you're missing to get the result, which are the basic things, but the things that you ultimately want to get the result, you're like, oh, I don't really want to do that, mm. but I really want my result. I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. Mm. They're called the fundamentals for a reason. You can get really good at that stuff. Mm. Yeah. So basically just, yes, you will have to be more precise at the start and you will learn, you have to learn and it will be challenging and difficult, but the reward is great because you'll get the body composition you want, you improve your health, and then you will feel free with the food because you'll have the knowledge, you'll know Mm -hmm. what to eat and you're not, when you get to maintenance or muscle building, then you can have more variety. You can have more, you can go out more, you can eat out more. Like, fuck, we've been eating eating out so much. I'm like, we've just had so much shit on, but. I'm the same. I haven't gained. Yeah, so am I. I actually weighed in uh, 300 grams less on average mm. body weight this week. And I've been drinking a lot of alcohol, which is you been have. I've been very bad. I've been really naughty, you actually. It started bad. with the party that we went to, the bloody masquerade ball party, where I just completely fell off the wagon and just got so blind. And then every weekend after that, we had drinks. And then this weekend just been, we had people over for a cocktail party on Friday. Then I went to lunch with my with our family. It was a Father's Day, early Father's Day thing. And I was like, I'm going to have a Coke. And this is totally. Started off with a Coke. It, well, this is totally an excuse because I just let my sister and mum be like, oh, well, has one. hello, darling. She's like, just have some champagne, you know, it's hair of the dog. Like they love yeah. to drink. And of course I could have obviously <laughs> said no, but, but I drank anyway, drank at lunch. And then I went out with my friend to watch the rollers basketball they had a box seat there and had a few more drinks there i woke up on sunday i was like oh fuck kitty i was like just so funny how you can slip back into the old habits yeah, and it's, you're it having a good time do, you're around, open, but but it's like, not like so all much the people that we're around were awesome people you know like it's, it's yeah it's but you don't to have do. to drink if i made the decision to drink and that was it, yeah. it's an excuse that someone twisted my arm because i'm a big girl and i can say <laughs> no oh, I and I, my body weight stayed the same my body composition but it's how i feel it's the slack of sleep feeling tired such a hard session on Monday and I said to Craig, oh, that's it. I was like, got to rein it in now. I'm like, I've just gotten a bit, you know, fallen off the wagon. <laughs> it never changes its stripes though. That's right. Deep down. Party. I don't know. I do love it. I do. I have to fight it every day. I have to fight it every week. party with. Very fun. I have this constant internal battle with myself every, every weekend. Um, yeah. 
but I just like feeling good and I like training and that's yeah. more important to me. So I just have to, if I, usually if I stick to like two or three drinks, I'm good, but mm-hmm. I can't have like six, seven, eight, nine drinks and then back it up the next day. Like it's just not, and alcohol is not that great. But anyway, you know, like even I fall off the wagon sometimes and you just have to, you know, you'll get sick of feeling shit and you'll be like, I just could, when you do this, you feel so amazing when you're sleeping well and you're mm. hitting your numbers in training and yeah, you know, you're eating all groove. your food. Yeah, yeah you feel fucking awesome. And then yeah. you're like, you have these drinks and you think, oh, why did I do that? I mean, it's fun at the time, but anyway, um, you just get back on track. Listen to our one about getting back on track. You know, that's yeah. a good, that's a good one. So I know that, you know, it's been a bit of a hard week this week because I'm tired, but I know if I have another week of just consistent eating, sleeping, and then if I have a weekend, obviously, where we, there'll be no alcohol, um, I'll just smash it again on Monday with my training to be good. But, um, but yeah, so just know that, yeah, it's not, you don't have to be that strict forever. You're not going to be eating the calorie deaths forever, but just put the work in at the start and, um, yeah, it'll be, it'll be totally, totally worth it. Hey, Craig. Yeah. All right. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Thanks again, everyone. And as, as, as always, um, take a screenshot and share your take screenshot episode, share your biggest takeaways, Instagram sc- stories, scories, Instagram scories, stories, and tag me at K-I-T-T-Y-B-L-O-M-F-I-E-L-D. Uh, and each month I pick someone who's shared and they win a tub of saturated premium collagen and, you know, rate and review the podcast if you can. If you've already done it, you can do it as many times as you want. And uh, we'll be back again next week. Mm-hmm.